We are back in the suite. My name is Rich, and joining me here today are my co-host. We have Indy. Hello, everybody. Ooh, we got Agnos. Cheers, everybody. <laughs> I'd also like to point out that it is 10.40 a.m. where Agnos is right now, and he's enjoying a, uh, a Truly, so good for him. Truth, truly delicious. Truly delicious. And we have a, uh, a special guest here today, uh, back on the pod once again, our friend, Mr. Alex from Pacific Plaza Records. Alex, how are you doing today? What up? It is also 1040 over here for me, and I woke up yeah. less than 40 minutes ago. Yes, but you're having <laughs> yes. a year of mate. That'll wake him up. More, uh, yeah. I prepared. There you go. So how's everyone doing on the, I don't know, Ooh. week eight, 80 million of quarantine and oh, man. nonsense uh, that's going on? Oh, yeah. Good. It's, it's, it's been a week, man. It's been super uh, crazy, super stressful. A lot going on. Yeah. It's a chaotic time. A lot of time. stuff over by you guys. Oh, yeah. Um, what was it? Uh, last week, some one of the days, I don't remember exactly. I think it was a Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, I was just getting out of work. Um, and there was a, my my studio is right next to the Hall of Justice. Oh, and there was yeah. a massive SF protest. I think there was like 30,000 people. And this wow. was like maybe a couple hours before the, uh, the, the curfew, curfew lifted. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, I walked out, I just see shitloads of people. I'm like, well, I can't not go. <laughs> so I had to go and do the protest. Yeah. And I hung out for a couple hours before I had to bounce out of there. And um, it was really peaceful. It was just a lot of people showing up. It was um, it was great to see um, just everybody mm-hmm. supporting. Hell yeah. Wow. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I went to the protest in Ooh. Philly yesterday. Um, and it was completely peaceful. Uh, it was really amazing to see everyone out there, um, people with uh, giving out free water and like snacks and stuff, so people stay hydrated nice. and, and you know active. And and there's people walking around with like just like duct tape, red crosses on their backpacks and yeah, stuff, medics. so indicating that they can provide first aid for everyone. Everyone was just it was a very very proud moment to be from philly Sweet. Uh, after seeing all of that and see, and and being a part of it so and and on top of it uh everyone cleaned up all their shit after nice. there were like no That's water cool, bottles yeah. and everything left over it's like god damn like why can't this happen on a regular basis that's around yeah it was actually oh my god yeah. I, saw, I saw a funny meme yesterday on twitter um it was like oh look at these looters destroying this whole place that was just like trash all over the place like oh wait i'm just kidding that was a kenny chesney concert <laughs> <laughs> i'm like oh my god <laughs> oh man i heard there was a a marriage in the middle of one of the crowds in philly yeah uh, right outside city hall they they got married at the protest and then wow the the ceremony after they're actually married they started marching with everyone so um, mm. if, if you're not familiar with Philadelphia, so the, the way this is started, it started at the art museum, which is where, um, that's the Rocky steps oh, okay. that everyone knows about. And it went down the Ben Franklin parkway, which is the road basically in front of the art museum, all the way to city hall around city hall and then up North broad street. So it was, it was a long walk. So these people, they got married, they, they joined nice. right in and, and kept going with everyone. Um, see, so yeah, I walked like 15 miles. Oh, yesterday. That's so cool. 
Uh, See, now my bike riding around Philadelphia is going to like help jog my memory of the places that you're mentioning because I rode by the museum and I rode up broad a little while. Mm -hmm. Dang, that's cool. Yeah, Yeah, we had a lot of protests, obviously, in California, but surprisingly, Mm -hmm. even down where I am in Southern Orange County, which is widely considered one of the more conservative areas of Southern California, we even had a protest in my little town here, Mission Viejo, and actually one of my... The girls that lives next door, who I think she's in her mid-20s, she actually organized it. And it was really cool to go down there. It was pretty inspiring. It brought a tear to my eye to see, like, anyone in our suburb, like, out on the streets protesting and making their voice heard. Mm -hmm. And so I went down there on Thursday. That was a really cool experience. I mean, I haven't been to a lot of protests in the last five or six years after being really involved in, like, the... UC protest scene when there was a lot of the education mm-hmm. protests, the Oscar Grant stuff, Occupy. And yeah, I like, I was trying to hold myself back from crying because it was really beautiful. It was like super, yeah, it, it felt really good. Like you feel, you felt so much solidarity going out to any of these events. And uh, yeah, oh, it's, yeah, I don't know. It was it's cool. Ver- it's, it's interesting. Um, so you kind of get, I felt kind of like the same way seeing all this and seeing how people were handling themselves. Um, and then like when my wife and I were walking up there and, and on the way back, a couple people, you know, a few people stopped and, and, you know, like, thank you for, for protesting. Thank you for doing this. And it's like, how fucked up is like the country now? And this is, my wife said this, like how fucked up is the country right now that people have to stop and like, thank you for protesting for their rights and everything. It's just it's insane yeah but i mean people appreciate it and it's you know it's having an impact stuff is changing slowly but yeah i definitely saw a couple people at ours who i was like 2020 man these people live in mission viejo like i feel like i should know these people if they're like the other alternative ish (laughs) punkish people in our town like we should know each other oh man (laughs) yeah so i think that's another good thing about protest is like I, i think it's more about people gathering as community and connecting with each other like i think that's the next step everyone's getting to especially because every protest pretty much is peaceful now like the idea that the protests Mm -hmm. are what's inciting riots is like ridiculous it's i mean obviously the cops but like when people are hanging out for five six hours on the street corner like i think the idea now is that like we all really want to meet each other and like form solidarity and form communities and like if shit goes down again which it inevitably will i mean unfortunately as sad as this is to say there are a lot of racist cops out there and there will be another mm-hmm. person of color who's yep. killed by a racist cop like it's not like it's just going to stop after this so i think yeah, people yep. are building networks for the future which is really you know something that we need to do build networks of solidarity between mm-hmm. like-minded folks and i think we're now realizing a lot more people agree with the people who are against you know police brutality and racial injustice because that was not the case 10 years ago when you had a protest around someone getting killed like this 10 years ago it just didn't go down like this so well in the past you see you know a lot of the the situations that have arisen you know there may be like a video of it or something but it was never like the full thing never the full video the full story whatever this is just this is just black and white this is just it is obvious what is happening mm-hmm. with, with everything right now. So there's just nowhere, there's nowhere to run from it. There's no way to justify it. There's no way to try to argue in favor, unless you're the lead singer. Of I mean, Trap. you'd be surprised, man. And... There are people <laughs> in 
my life that I know who are trying to like deny (laughs) that like it was as bad as it is. And then if they lose on that front, then they turn to, well, the rioters and the looting are really bad. So the what if game still continues on certain sides. (laughs) Yeah. It's frustrating. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you guys follow Nimesh on on Twitter? (laughs) Yeah. He's got this little, uh, this little feud going with like the lead singer of Trapped right now with, you know, if you're not familiar, the lead singer of Trapped is just, um, I don't know how to put this politically correct. He's a racist piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so he is a boot licker. Uh, and he's a boot licker. his official title. And, and Mesh has been like over the, how's your island going, Agnos? Is that good? Huh? I see you, I see you dropped your switch in the dock. You yeah, somebody wanted me to open turnips. up my island so okay. they can buy turnips. Don't okay. mind me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Get them bells. Get them uh, bells. <laughs> um, but yeah, he posted something like, I think last week, like if you are like in favor of like Blue Lives Matter and other stuff like that, just delete all my music and just never listen to my yeah, shit again. I saw that. And so he's Daddy very, knows. you know, he's very dedicated. But I see like this little feud going. I thought it was like a quote tweet from trapped or whatever but then i actually see like they're responding to him and like including him in there um and it's it's kind of hilarious and that's just hilarious i heard him mention it i didn't (laughs) see what the guy from trapped actually said (laughs) but at this point i don't think i want to know yeah yeah Uh, i mean you don't have to but like it's people are talk are um you know, responding it's like man you're like in a twitter feed with the singer from headstrong like not even <laughs> yeah heads the lead singer of trap it's like he had Don't that worry, one song back in like 2002 right. yeah uh, uh, yeah there you go man take on everyone anyway. fight the good fight mesh uh yeah, so i'm scared i'm scared of just the dialogue going away after all these protests like hopefully that's what the protests yeah. are about is just like raising awareness and instilling mm-hmm. this new idea and mm-hmm. the more people go it shows how important it is right yep. um so yeah we'll see but that's my main fear is that like it just goes back to normal because money is where shit gets at, gets done right so yeah i don't know i was talking to my girlfriend i was like things can't go back to normal hopefully we no. s- start some new paradigms <laughs> It's no, very interesting sure. what's happening during we'll COVID because there's just so many big paradigm shifts happening for people right now and a lot of lifestyle changes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ugh. Well, this is the the roaring 2020s. So <laughs> right. yeah, roaring <laughs> in a weird way. Oh, that's right. right. Coming in with a bang and and it's 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 gonna be a bumpy ride. So yeah. Well, should we get to some vaporwave stuff? Let's do it. Away from it. So um, what's new? What's what's uh what's been going on? since whenever who's who's, um we got the so pad has that big event coming up if not everybody saw the announcement for that the pcbp the pad chennington block party that's right Mm -hmm. and we're hosting um one of the channels and doing some interviews and stuff there so that's that's going on that's something new for us is it gonna be like the dreamcast and for uh, Vapor Memory Festival, Dream where catalogs? it was like two different channels. Dreamcast. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah Dream so, uh, Livewire. <laughs> Livewire, right? Yeah, it's like the Livewire Festival where it's like mm-hmm. two streams going on. It's it's two. It's Vapor Memory and uh, Pad. So he's doing one where nice. with him, and then Pad's on his own. Are they, yeah. Will they be playing at the same time? Yeah. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That's how Livewire was. Forth, so. But, I mean, 
get the VOD and you can relive it. But it's like a little festival. It's, it's like it's, a real uh, festival. It's more like a real exactly. festival. Choose you your own. make decisions. Yeah. Choose I hate your own that adventure. FOMO yeah. that you guys instill. <laughs> but at least, at least with this, like you said, you can watch the VOD after and you can still experience it. Yeah, but you're not like so. in it with the chat and then like. I know. Well, you know what you do? You just, you just get two pairs of headphones and split it and then you can just, just get, you know listen to one in one ear get your phone and then your two computers bro i have two monitors so i guess i just yeah, I use go. both of my ears one for each like monitor. it's going to be interesting to see <laughs> Dude, like how it's... many people are chatting in both <sighs> you know so you know yeah. who's watching both because there's some there's some big names in in this show yeah um, so let's go through that a little bit yeah let's check it out uh, Cat I Corp feel like it's mostly playing. big names. <laughs> a lot of people have been say, like comparing this as like or saying this like kind of like Electronicon three with some of the names mm-hmm. that are in there. Um, 3D Blast, a hero. I've heard that before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Active Presence, Cat Corp, Christ, Dan Mason, Data Girl, uh, DDS, Discaholic, um, Donor Lens, EVEXI, Fiber, Fake Fever. Golden Living Room, Groceries, Hatena, Pad Chennington, of course, Power PC Me, Runners Club 95, Saint Pepsi, Shoji, Skeleton Lipstick, Studio Studio, uh, Tupperwave, Vaporor, and The Wizard of Loneliness. The Wiz. And I think on nice. the stage that we are going to be on, the Vapor Memory one that we'll be kind of hosting along with Vapor Memory, I know it's 3D Blast, Wizard of Loneliness, uh, Skeleton Lipstick. I can't remember a uh, power pc me and data girl are the ones i know for sure uh dan mason shoji christ groceries dds mm. a hero the wiz dan mason 3d blast yeah i think that's most of it there might be a few missing but that's gonna be a lot of fun man june 20th we'll see you all whoop, there whoop. at uh 12 30 i think right 15 12 that? Yeah, 12 15 no, 12 15 tw- don't 12 noon <laughs> technically i think noon yes est because we're going to just set. do a quick yeah. hello intro thing. And then the music starts at, at 15 mm-hmm. after the hour, every hour. That's that's the way to do yes. it. you got to give people some time to jump in the chat. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But then again, uh, with the Vapor Space one, people were in there right away mm-hmm. before it even started. Yeah. So yeah. You know, hype it up enough. People, yeah, was, people will be that, there. I, but that, this is also the best, man. Yeah. Depends that on was your time zones. a few hours at night. This is True. a... This is a day, mm-hmm. basically. One day, all day. So. Yes. I think maybe I'll have to go I, and uh, make a grilled cheese sandwich for myself at some point in between. Or I'll, I'll sit in my kitchen in between one of the sets waiting to get a grilled cheese sandwich and then just not get the grilled cheese sandwich until <laughs> just like two like, hours later. Just like, just like Electronic yeah. on one. I, I gotta, I'm going <laughs> to make my own little experience here. Yeah. Oh, man. During a lot of like the longer shows, I've literally just jumped in my car and driven to like go get food. And I just switched the stream over to Twitch on my phone. Sounds better in the car. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> on my laptop. Yeah, good speakers. <laughs> Got to be plugged yeah. in the monitors at home. It actually yeah, sounds yeah. better in the car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, just a few mentions here. Uh, Studio Studio is playing. Yeah. That is that is That's crazy. Name people have been talking about a lot recently. It's very interesting. They've been around for a minute, mm-hmm. <laughs> but vaporwave people are now picking up on it. I guess. Yeah. Well, they have uh, that um, that record on. How am I not remembering this? Local Visions. Yeah, that was a and Local Cat Vision. Corp as well. I don't think he's really done a live stream 
set yet. Yeah, I don't think That's he has yet. Exciting. No. No. Uh, groceries, I think maybe did one a while back, but nice to see him back as well. Shoji. Yeah. Haven't seen. Uh, oh wait, Shoji may have done the Dream Catalog one. Uh, Shoji's uh, been playing the Sad House stuff with Mike Video Punks. Oh no, that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, they helped do Sad House in uh, New York City. And the Wiz. Oh yeah, and, and uh, so during Pad's <laughs> announcement, there was a video tacked on to the very end, the announcement video of the Wiz. Uh, well, he talked. It a, was, he talked about was... the Wiz. So like that was a bit more meta. Because he was pretending to be uh, was it Pad's father? Yeah. What was his What was his name that he was using? I don't remember. I can't remember. But yeah, it's like I don't understand this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> go yeah, go kid. to Pad's <laughs> channel and watch the announcement. Yeah. Recap video because that that was hilarious. Just another great yeah. performance from Colin, Wizard of Loneliness, Halcyon. Oh, this is ridiculous. Like, so funny. Mm-hmm. Oh man, yeah. Colin asked about playing a virtual memory, but I was like, "Ah, you're gonna be playing Vapor Space. You should probably just save it because people like want to see the cool stuff you do." <laughs> yeah, he does some awesome. <laughs> save it for a big audience. Yeah, his his. Oh my god, his whole set was so dope for the um, a Vapor Space one. Yeah, he played mm-hmm. an Animal Crossing. Yeah, that was super cool. The <laughs> yeah. whole thing, the whole set was just super he cool. Pulled it off from start to finish. Very special. He makes the green screen stuff actually like work in a funny way. <laughs> Instead of it just being like, oh, this person's in front of a green screen. The crudeness works. He like injects himself into the video. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. 100%. So what we got going on today here? Well, it's funny. Before all these big live streams, well, I think one thing we should mention is before we had all these big live streams, like Wizard of Loneliness, 3D Blast, and all those guys had done charity stream events before that had gone mm-hmm. really well. So they're kind of oh, the well, here. Actually, on that note, let's talk about 3D Blast's... Um, event that he just did or uh the comp rather oh, the comp mm-hmm. yeah right it raised twenty three hundred dollars something like that it's fucking awesome just, wow just amazing it's that's great. yeah mm-hmm. so sick and uh it was a free samples bailout you can check that out on his twitter feed yeah. but yeah it was 72 different artists across many different genres an insane four-hour compilation of music Digital, 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 forever. Dot bandcamp.com. <laughs> forever I'm really with a four. Mm-hmm. Number four. But I didn't get a chance to put something in for that, and it was just like so much going on. I know, like, right? I would have loved to be on this this compilation, but fuck. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not like I don't have tracks. I can't just like master and finish up. But also at the same time, it's like I know a lot of people are gonna mm-hmm. submit, mm-hmm. so. You know, there's a lot more popular artists than trucks passing trucks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's a lot man? of artists. That's that's what it comes down to, really. So yeah. many fucking people, mm-hmm. yeah. and um, everybody needs a shot. You know, like it's great that 3D Blast and like Sunset Grid and all these other places are offering. Oh, Vapor, Vapor Memory. We just did a podcast with him. Are offering yep. a, a space yep. to. Uh, Host and present and may be a home for that new uh, stuff from new up and coming people. So, yeah, shouts out to 3D Blast. Doing good work. Oh man, I'm just scanning through this track list here. Right, there's 72. so many people on this. Yeah, $2,300 raised. It's all in yeah. alphabetical. Yeah, it's it's order. been great seeing all the people running charity streams and um, doing compilations like this. And 
like 100% did one on Thursday and I think mm. they they were going to match all the donations they they uh, received and they think let me check the email they got a lot <laughs> like I think it was like over $3,000 and they matched that and uh, for the NAACP uh, legal defense fund nice yeah I was just talking with somebody I forget who but oh yeah sound market we were just talking oh, about the dude, he's so good the the events and you know how crazy it is that all these things are happening you know like the vapor wave vapor wave community rather is like coming together and being like an unstoppable force in yeah. light of what's going on this is 100 percent the most political i've seen people in vapor wave and mm-hmm. I would say being mm-hmm. mostly on the same and, page. Well, think about <laughs> other music communities. I like. I mean, it's such a diverse mostly. group of people. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, you have to if if you can't support what's happening right now. I mean, you can't support everyone that's in the community. So, you, it it makes sense that people are as active as they are with it and mm-hmm. getting behind it as as much as they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. All right, what else we got going on today, Pony? Well, we um. I guess instead of our normal, what are we listening to this week? I think we did another uh, challenge where we album? gave each other yeah, an album again. to listen to. And uh, so that's what we got. So who wants to go first? Talk about what they listen to. Uh, I'll go first. So my my album review for this week, album review number two, was given to me by Ognos. Thank you very much, sir. You're welcome, dude. It was a fantastic record. I'm uh, what what I love about these album review things is it forces me to really get to know an artist. You know, apart from my every time I do it for an interview, <laughs> but you know, I can't interview everybody, and I'm not always listening to the music when I'm doing that. Like I'm looking up cool facts that would be interesting <laughs> for a listener to hear about, not like experiencing the music as much um so yeah it was maggie.waves um plato tm trademark uh incredible album it's their second full-length album and i really like it 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 kind of veers away from the first record in in a different sort of um approach like it's more progressive i would say and there's build up it's it's all about the build up with this record i find but you know how when you listen to a song like dubstep or drum and bass or edm the song will build up and then they'll have the crescendo part and then everything will get quiet and then you'll start to hear the instruments start creeping back in and then they'll go and back and do the same thing again and then the song's over basically right you hear that same drop that same Mm -hmm. hit sort of and build up multiple times not with this record by Maggie.Wave. I think he's really pushing the envelope here. It's like every every time there's a new crescendo or a new like massive moment, the song sort of changes form a little bit and then it happens again with this new form and then again with this new form. Like three different iterations, but they all fit in within one song. Like they don't feel like they're bleeding into other songs and you don't know where on the album one song begins one song starts sort of thing like they're very cohesive uh just fucking phenomenal stuff so let me play some of that for you the song 
Uh, where's my shit here? The song I'm going to play is from number two, World Eater, and it features Chrome 47. And what's interesting about this is Chrome 47 actually runs, co-runs the label that this album came out on with Maggie Dolly. Yeah, yeah, Vivarium Records. Recordings. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> Vivarium Recordings. Um, they put out, I don't, I don't know if they put out the first Maggie Dot Ra- Wave record, actually. Um, nah, Arena Fantasy was on BizCash. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, Arena Fantasy. So, yeah, it, uh, which was also a fantastic record. And if you know it, then you maybe understand a little bit of what I'm getting at about how this one's a little bit different. So let's play a clip from World Eater. And also, if you guys want to check out the album uh, on YouTube, there's a video that they made that goes along with the album, like an accompanying video. And it's very nice. It's uh, Blade Runner footage, but like super low-resified VHS style with a very neat sort of uh, color palette to it and... 3D, I I don't know. We'll link it up in the description. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, number two, World Eater on Plato TM by Maggie Dotway. Here we go.
Yeah, definitely a bit of a departure from their previous record, but I, I think I like it a lot. I probably, if I had to yeah. pick one, I'd go with this one myself. Like the Don Henley sample going on in the background with the. Uh, is that what that is? Yeah. Um, the Boys of Summer. Oh, yeah. Oh. That's what I. Yeah. I, I was, like that. It's yeah. so funny. I yeah, searched that, for another song, song <laughs> while listening to this. I was like, I know that song from somewhere. And I was looking through songs I listened to recently, thinking that was it. Mm-hmm. Good catch, bro. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, surprising, unexpected, but in a very good way, I would say. Check out the album cool. uh, video mix as well on YouTube. Uh, and I want to say hashtag Arena Vapor. <laughs> <laughs> arena Vapor. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I guess that's it for I'll me. Go. Yeah. I'll go. I'll go next. Okay. <clears throat> so I had, uh, who gave me my album? I think Alex, I think you gave me. Oh, this is my choice. This okay. This one. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the, uh, I had napoleon slash computer dreams oh, well. oh my slash god computer dream. yeah, i thought that was my oh. album is that, that's that's Agnes. <laughs> really that's, that's oh shit. i gave that to Agnes. <laughs> oh no <laughs> oh wait so oh, did well. you guys listen to the same album then <laughs> yeah apparently yeah <laughs> okay we're gonna, oh, misunderstood we're gonna have said. both of you guys discussing it then Okay. Well, okay. Shit. Well, that's that, that'll, that'll <laughs> yeah, be interesting. A, so anyway, it's a split between a Napoleon <laughs> and Computer Dreams. Uh, this album came out back in 2011, super early vaporwave, mm-hmm. way before I even knew this existed. Um, Is something indie picked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Indie picked it. No, it, but um, the first four tracks were from Napoleon, and uh, the last ten were from Computer Dreams, and it's it's got that super early vaporwave sound. It's got just like. I, I just think instantly of uh, like fucking PBS, like how's it made sort of like documentary <laughs> series, like that music that's like yeah. in the background that's been, yeah. that is like the vibe of this whole album and it's super fucking chill. Awesome. And I, I love well, on the, um, the YouTube video that the album mm-hmm. art that's on there is like that, that mid nineties Microsoft oh, yeah. uh, monochrome dark room where they, they do these cool shots of their products mm-hmm. of like, an ergonomic keyboard and a mouse and a CD and Ethernet cables and stuff and it's yeah. it's it looks like product packaging. Yeah, and from, it's from like there. got that terrible like early '90s dither going on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, the first few songs have almost like a synth, like a very synthy, mm-hmm. but not like a synth wave kind of song, like a synth wave kind of vibe to it. Um, it's like there's a distinct difference between them and I really like those ones Uh, moving on into like the computer dreams part of it to me it felt like each track individually I felt like kind of stood on its own it was good but I felt like put together in the album it doesn't quite Mm. do it for me like it it doesn't work together cohesively as it feels incomplete yeah especially like what I was I was I don't know I don't know if incomplete is the right word. It's just uh, not coherent. Not there's yeah. It's not coherent. It's not. It's not um, package. I don't know. Yeah. It, it's it's almost like it's a compilation, but it's that's not. interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. No. I, um, I I definitely feel that too. It's like some of the tracks sound like so different, even like in the way it was produced in other yeah, songs mm-hmm. that it doesn't seem like it's like part of a 
uh, like an album. It's more of a compilation kind of feeling to it. Mm-hmm. So let's let's and, play. Some, uh, go go ahead. The, yeah, yeah, and, and and we can play something from what I'm talking mm, about here. Can I so try to play individually, something? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, individually, some of these tracks have some really cool elements and some really really cool sounds that are very unique that you don't necessarily hear in other parts of vaporwave. So, um, the song um, that I the one that really really sticks out to me is Hover Cars, the Computer Dreams Hover Cars. If you're on the YouTube video, it starts at uh, 22 minutes and 20 seconds. Um, I'd recommend playing that one. Okay, here it is. Sorry, that was James yeah. Ferraro. Interesting that that song came on afterwards. Yeah, I was just like thinking, like this track has that like earlier Ferraro. It fits vibe. in. Yeah, yeah but, that's funny. I just had that on my Winamp playlist. Yeah, but those those um those sounds that are in that those like those kind of like the the second part of the little riff they have going on there. It just it's a really cool sound. Um, very interesting it sounds kind of corporate training video-y but still kind of funky mm-hmm. and um really really smooth and i i wish i i would love to see an album focused around one style in this or like two styles being that it's a split album um i just for me for my taste it it seems like it just kind of jumps around too much and it's just kind of thrown out there mm-hmm. at the same time this is 2011 yeah, <laughs> different times. So early yeah. in the game, um, you, you know, what are you doing? And this is—I mean, this is a pretty revered album, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, people love this. There's one cassette on Discogs available right now for 350 euros. Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So that's right. Yeah. Computer dreams. Yeah. So, so it's interesting that you guys said that stuff because. So this album was actually sort of an EP by Computer Dreams. Computer Dreams is actually also Midnight Television. Okay. If you guys didn't know that. I did not. Yeah. So it all starts to become a little more, a little bigger. I love that kind of stuff. Also Computer Slime. If you saw the Computer Slime records that came out, that's also Computer Dreams. Yeah. So it's an EP by Computer Dreams self-released in 2011. And that without Napoleon, 
and then Napoleon was added hmm. and there's actually two versions of the record one that has the Napoleon tracks at the beginning and one that has three extra tracks by Computer Dreams um, called Train Station, Underwater, and Waiting. So I want to play those uh, just quickly because they weren't on the record that I sent you guys. But obviously this isn't you know, the official record from mm-hmm. Beer on the Rug was the Napoleon Computer Dreams record.
Have y'all ever played uh, like SimCity 4? Yeah. Uh, I've been playing it a fucking. lot. In <laughs> oh, really? That fucking. <laughs> yeah. That reminds me of nice. like one of the tracks off SimCity, and I'm just like, oh, dude. Mm-hmm. When you when you get into like the the whole, I'm just gonna build a whole bunch of shit. Um, music. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> super SimCity right there. It's got that like MIDI wind instrument sound. Right. I feel like <laughs> I can just see someone playing their MIDI wind instrument. Yeah, it's just. Oh man, super dope. Uh, can we play the Napole- the first Napoleon track? Yeah. Yeah, we haven't heard because we of those played yet. two computer dreams. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's uh, yeah, exactly. yeah, playing with some Napoleon. Who, who banging ninety six? Who banging? Who bang? That's what I thought, dude. I saw that and I'm like, who bang? <laughs> who ba- Who banging in?
I can nice. I can picture visuals Baby involving Mickey's. like Super Mario 64 in the background of that song <laughs> playing and just like Mario jumping around the um, that first world you go into there through the painting but like listening to that track going into this I'm like okay this is this is really cool this is this, this is a you know Pop. very distinct sound to it and then it's just like nope not today it's not gonna happen <laughs> the whole thing mm-hmm. so um so, interesting the way you're describing it you're not the only it. one that said that mm-hmm. yeah the, the way you're describing it since I haven't listened to this full release before it sounds like splits that like bands would do where it's just like oh my gosh we have this track on a comp and some other tracks we didn't put on our album yeah let's put four to six tracks together and then the other band will put four to six tracks together and then we pretty much have like a 12 inch length mm-hmm. release yeah. split release you know, you know mm-hmm. I listened to it on YouTube and the, the next video after this ended was uh, St. Pepsi Luxury Elite Late Night Delight, which is a compilation that, or, or a, a double a split collaboration yeah. that just works so well. Like they have their own styles of how things are done, but they they comp- they, they complement each other very very well, mm-hmm. and it's very cohesive. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is this is not what this is. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. I mean, it was a smaller scene back in the day, so you had less choice of Very people to work with. Much smaller, <laughs> of course. It's definitely like a so, local band And like band I said, situation. individually, yeah, individually, the songs I think are good. Like they're some of them are really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just I wish expand on those yeah. endeavors individually a little bit more. But. So like in, in 2011, it was all about the mixtape, right? Like creating these different experiments and then sharing them around with people and be like, yo, look what mm-hmm. I'm, I've fucked around yeah, with exactly. and, and made up. And then you put it on a tape um, and then you get that like A-side, B-side. So Napoleon obviously yeah. is on the A-side, then B-side's Computer Dreams. So if you got your tape from Beer on the Rug, <laughs> maybe <laughs> your experience is like, you know, makes a little more sense that way. But yeah, on a YouTube video, I, I see what you mean. Yeah, so yeah, shout yeah, out to... There's two different uploads sh- when I search YouTube for it. There's the Vapor Memory one and Channel Surfing. Channel Surfing, yo. He he's he knows his shit. Like, let me tell you right now. Okay. I've never seen his channel but before. Vapor. Um, yeah, yeah. He Well, he doesn't post on, too much on his channel. I think he's more, like, with the live shows happening and all that. But, yeah, he just... He knows his Vapor, like, no one's business, yo. And then Vapor Memory, obviously, for hosting the, uh, I guess, OG version yeah. off from Beer mm-hmm. on the Rug. And it was good we got to give that album a lot of time because I love that album so much. It, you <laughs> no, guys it's listen, it's both definitely listen going to in it, my so. collection of uh, stuff that I'm listening to every once in a while now. That's a, Yeah, that's a good so, one. oh yeah, on that note, because it was on Beer on the Rug, you can't really find it, but it is out there yeah. in the Vapor yeah, I was archives a, if you want to <laughs> dig it up. Maybe the Vapor archives. Really? Beer on the Rug doesn't even have it? Beer on the Rug like, doesn't exist, right? Oh, wait. They, they're oh, back yeah, up now. Weird. With, There's only like with six the new albums shit, right? on there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why'd yeah. they do that? They, they took everything down. <sighs> that was when the right, whole right, like right. floral shop thing happened. I was like 2017. Really? That's well, they the they, they deleted everything last year, happened? didn't they? Yeah, I thought that was last year. Yeah. There was like some other big purge. Yeah, they purged like everything, and then all the records are gone. Was it last year? Yeah, I thought it was like mid-year last year, about this time last year. Yeah, no, the original was on Beer on the Rug. Yeah, I remember they deleted some songs from it. Mm. They deleted. Oh really? 
I don't remember. Yeah, they deleted two tracks from well, it. Well, if you guys need it, let me know because I got it. <laughs> I was able to pick it up from someone. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I sure, you can find nice it on Soul Yeah, Soul Seek. Many vapor archives right. out there. So, you ready to uh, move on to the next one? Yeah. So I guess it's uh, the album I listen to, right? Alex, right. Pony yep. can quickly listen to the other one, but uh, <laughs> I mean, I could talk about the other one since I assigned it. We 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 should like we're all here. Maybe we can take like yeah. a fifteen minute bathroom break and Pony can check it out for a minute. I don't know. <laughs> I think, yeah, see the thing I picked is it's a bit long in retrospect. It's a it's a pretty chunky album. Chunky. The one you gave yeah. to, to Pony? Yeah. Well mine last time was like an hour. I forget yeah. who it was <laughs> who gave it to me, but but do we want to do mine first, take the break, and then talk about the last one? Yeah, sure. let's do that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Cool. cool. Well, I was assigned Stardust by Astral Projections, thanks to Pony. And I guess, well, my first question is, did you find this by using the private suite new releases thing on the website? Oh, Discover? Uh, no, I was just browsing uh, Bandcamp oh, okay. and I found it. Because I thought you might have used there. the private suite new album releases thing that you can go find on the private suite website right now yeah i think it's cool yeah. check it out <laughs> thank you for uh being such a good ambassador to a our uh our what's, it, what's the, the link for that private slash discover discover that's yeah. right button at the top right of the page y'all discover you can search by yeah. geographical location that's the main thing i like to use that tool oh for. really the Bandcamp one might be a little better and and music's the hang-up has a great one too shouts out to him check out his website because he does yep. physicals only he separates uh, them by digital and physical okay. which is cool if you're a cons- collector uh, tape collector <laughs> yeah that's, that's the word awesome well yeah i had stardust by astral projections it's a it's a seven track album i was kind of on the fence about how vaporwave is this and i looked at the tags and i was like oh there's only three tags looks like they didn't tag too much but there was some cool stuff about it there were some things that i thought were a little lacking but i also have been listening to a lot of submissions for the label lately so i sort of approach listening to this a bit like listening to a submission which maybe is being Mm. a little more harsh in my like critique of it but also coming to it at the end with a lot of like uh what's the word uh What's the good kind of criticism called? <laughs> constructive? Constructive, constructive criticism. criticism. There we go. Yeah, I had some like constructive nice. kind of criticism kind of things related to just like the production. But, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the album, until you get to the end, a lot of it kind of sounds the same. And it gave me more of like a synth pop IDM vibe. It definitely sounds like this person, whoever's behind the Astro Projections project, didn't use a lot of samples on this album. And... Not that that necessarily determines what is and isn't Vaporwave, but when you don't use samples, I think you have to like really consider what else you're putting in the audio sort of universe of each song. Because one thing about samples right. is that they were recorded somewhere at a different time. They have room vibe. They have the vibe of all the different people that played on those records in a lot of cases. Because a lot of the old records people sample had a lot of musicians and engineers on them. They weren't made at home. So... I think there's some really great melodies, there's some really great beats, the actual instruments or drum samples used were a little boring sometimes or maybe just repetitive and being used a lot, which gave the album a cohesive sound, but also kind of lacked a little interest until the last two tracks, 
track six is pretty cool. It's actually very much a dub track, like you would hear from like 70s and 80s reggae records where they'd have dub versions of song. And that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It's also the longest track at almost five minutes. Mm-hmm. And the track after that, Stellar, seemed to pick up on some of those dub vibes. And it is the only vapor sounding track that has samples in it. But even when I was listening to that last song, Stellar, which I think is when the, probably the best song on the album, it kind of sound like chill out or something like that to me, like a down tempo as opposed to vaporwave. So I think Stellar would be a good one to play. Uh, SD2, the second track, would be a real good one to play. And if we want to listen to something that's very much dub music, track six. So I don't know if you want to pick one of those three tracks to pick, but those are three Let's I think go with were stellar. good, good features. I think if they kind of kept expanding on what they're doing on this last song here, it would Mm -hmm. kind of like upgrade their production a bit. And Mm. one thing I think we can't hear listening to this all on Discord is that there is bass. The bass actually does come through, which is nice. But yeah, when you're producing, you know, sampleless music, you got to think about the ear candy and the atmosphere and how well your effects are really like building that audio picture. And having samples really helps with that. And I think that's why this last track kind of has a little more going on than some of the other ones, because you got the two different voices coming Mm -hmm. in, which is pretty cool. So, Mm -hmm. you know, listening to this as someone who runs a label, if I was going to email this person back, I'd be like, hey, got some cool stuff here and then suggest maybe some changes. But like they know how to do audio production and manipulate their samples, manipulate the drums, maybe a little more interest in the drums. I mean, I think drum programming is actually pretty challenging for a lot of people who are producing vaporwave because they're not drummers or they haven't played in a band it's hard as fuck and drums are just like really challenging in general because there's so many sounds it's like mixing its own separate mix so yeah you know i think this producer can make some cool stuff i don't know how vaporwave this release was but maybe some of their other releases are a little more vaporwave it's very like riding riding the edge yeah sort of like I, i felt there there was that organ piano sound that had a lot of reverb on it. I felt that was vapory. And then there was this like lo-fi static, like vinyl hiss almost sometimes that mm-hmm. uh, I felt, you know, 
lends itself to vapor as well. Yeah, they're definitely pulling from the aesthetic, but I don't know if it's as strictly vapor as some people would hope. Although there's some people, you know, very open-ended definition yeah. of what vaporwave is. Mm-hmm. That, that was a good song. I might add it to my uh, like playlist. It's got that like real yeah, bit of a relaxing out. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, good joint joint smoking vibe and he's putting stuff out pretty consistently um he's got stuff that th- th- this album came out in may uh may 14th um he's got another album out in march another one in january um and did some stuff i think the next thing is back in uh july of 2019 so kind of comes out in spurts i think quite a it's, lot of uh, music though how he works. yeah yeah this is someone sure. who's like doing regular production and releasing stuff on a regular basis, which is not easy to do. Some people put out way too much stuff all the time. Oh. Some people put out one thing a year. Mm. Some people put out an album in 2018 and haven't done anything since. This guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like I haven't been making tracks, but. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Dude, I don't know, man. For me, making albums is so hard. It is. Because, like, especially like when I, I don't like use a lot of like. I try not to use sample material, not because I'm against it, but because I just don't want to deal with the copyright <laughs> shit and like the troubles that could possibly occur from it. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, man, like putting together tracks is not that bad, but like trying to get a whole album together is just like, it's like, I don't know. I, I'm like the perfectionist in me wants it to be cohesive and be like this whole concept and make something good sense yeah. of it. But it's just not easy for me to do an album. So. Yeah, lately. Kudos it is. I can. Yeah, lately I've been per, like working on future funk remixes and edits of other people's songs to play in my set, and even just doing one of that mm-hmm. takes like a long time. There's a flip I started like a week or two ago, and it's with like very mm-hmm. unconventional future funk sample material, and ugh, like piece by piece I gotta like work on. It. I haven't even gotten the drums yet. I've still been trying to work on getting good bass sounds after finally mm-hmm. arranging the sample, so. It is a lot of work to produce a full track and for people who put out like an album a month and that's an album that sounds good every month is yeah mm-hmm. I, I don't understand how it works <laughs> people just have have that ear yeah like like lost cascades sierra mist i don't know how he does it yeah let's talk about that for a little bit your you put that album out it's a four it's a two tape release, I guess, right? Oh wait, are you talking about the new Lost like, Cascades release? Yeah. Oh, okay. Isn't that so, what you're talking about? Yeah. So well, we just put out the Moonlight Saga, which is the most recent. Yeah, Moonlight Saga. Yeah. The most recent Lost Cascades album. There was such a demand for Exodus, the one before that, that we reissued it recently because the first run was too short. And then Geometric Lullaby also reissued the Lost Cascades album before that, which was called Crystal Sun. Yeah. And I think the Lost Cascade stuff, it's gotten a lot of listens on Spotify, too. People really like that project from uh, Kyle, who's the producer behind Sierra Mist, Lost Cascades, Micro Liquid Surf, Wikipedia, that kind of stuff. But he's a really insane producer, just like makes so many tracks and they're all super high quality. And that's someone who doesn't always use sample material. I don't even know how often he really uses sample material, but the tracks where there's no samples in them, like they're packed to the brim with things and that's almost like an unfortunate like standard i compare other sampleless vapor to is like what lost cascades does which is just like pfft, next level with all the ear candy and the bass going on all the melodies and stuff that he's playing on a midi controller i mean there's definitely some people who've set pretty high bars for sampleless vapor which i think is probably why i was a bit critical on the album that i was given <laughs> 
<laughs> and it makes it on hard. that note let's go ahead I was gonna say, and it makes it harder for labels to kind of choose what they want to release when it's sampleless you have a lot more to consider i think mm. you know that's much different from when you get a sampled album because i know sometimes i get sampled albums and i'm like i feel like someone else used this track and i'm not sure if the one that's already out there yeah. is better than what this producer just sent me and that's like a different mm-hmm. sort of set of concerns you have to consider when releasing sampled vapor or is it the same track they just made a little change to it and re-released it under themselves? Yeah. I saw a new album that did that recently and it was good and I was like, ah, oh, damn, I'm not buying that tape. I mean, I knew every song already. It's, yeah, you know. it's it's tricky when when I'm making a track, there's a track I made maybe at least a year ago and I hear a lot of other people have sampled and used that track, but I still really like my version and I think what I did was different because most people use it as a future funk sample and I definitely did not use it as a future funk sample. I definitely slowed it down. Mm-hmm. So if people treat a track in a different way, it can still definitely be its own really exciting, unique experience. But there is the point that I think we're approaching in Vaporwave where a lot of stuff that's good to sample has been sampled. So people have to either dig really deep or do something really unique. Yeah. 3D blast it. Yeah. As we say around here. Yeah, shouts out to Sierra Mist. Um, everybody go follow them on Twitter. Sierra, C-I-E-R-R-A-M-Y-S-T, 666 on Twitter. Sierra Mist, 666. Lost Cascades. Yeah. Um, they definitely deserve a follow, so go check them out. Yeah, and there's still a couple, <clears throat> excuse me, there's still a couple copies of the Moonlight Saga left. And if you go to paradiserecordshtml.bandcamp.com, you can find almost all the projects that this producer has done under different names and some other projects that they've released because uh, Paradise Records is uh, Sierra Mist, Lost Cascades, like personal label that he run. So check that out as well. That doesn't have anything to do with Paradise House, does it? No, it does. Those are the folks. Paradise yeah. House HTML? So okay. It was the, Paradise, so how was Re- the event it was then? Paradise Records and Base House HTML working together which i think is ah, sage hardware Paradise house because sage hardware and okay. crms are like irl friends as well yeah oh fuck man that's amazing yeah so they had like a setup in Didn't know that. someone's living room yesterday i saw the like pre-show pictures where like we got all of our crazy shit set up in the living room we're ready to do this and i was, pop- yeah. I was popping did, in did and you out. go to the event yeah it was cool there yeah. were some really oh, great fuck, sets. i missed it man yeah and there's no vod it's hard for first time streamers because I don't think they have everything always set up exactly perfect. I know they hit me, oh, for they sure. hit me up yeah, the day yeah. before the event being like, hey, we're trying to figure out how to organize our donations. Like, do you have any advice? And I was like, talk mm-hmm. to All Hell Breaks Loops. He kind of deals with it. The day before. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. they had to change the organization they were going to donate to because a lot of people who've been donating to like the very known organizations, those known organizations are like, we have enough funding. We want to pass it on to other community groups. So I think when people are doing yeah. fundraising right now, that if you want to do something more specific that like helps a cause that you personally feel more invested in, it's a little bit harder to choose because I know for me, like, I, like people love the ACLU, but like I don't. Uh, just I know people have had issues with the ACLU over the years. The ACLU has supported people on the right, even if they were within their constitutional rights. Like I don't know, I personally don't agree with that, so I would never do a benefit for the ACLU. But, mm-hmm. you know, when we did ours, we were like, well, let's do the Minnesota Freedom Fund. And they have just posted, hey, support these other groups. That's why we chose Reclaim the Block for the last virtual memory. Mm-hmm. And then I, I know for our upcoming future events, now we're thinking, 
what can we donate to in Los Angeles or Southern California that's going to be specific to our community to help benefit our community? Because realistically, there are tons of other liberal people out there raising lots of money for big mainstream charities. And that's good. And we've seen a lot of charities are getting too many donations to where they need to pass it off. So I think we're at the point where if people are doing benefits. They need to think a little bit harder than just, I'm giving money to ACLU, I'm giving money to whoever. But like, what's something in my community or connected to the Vaporwave community that I can donate to that's going to make more of a direct impact on the people who are supporting this thing? So like, before all the social unrest stuff started happening, I was thinking like, oh, we should start donating money towards live venues because we want those live venues to stick around so mm -hmm. they're open when we come back. But, mm -hmm. you know, there are more important social issues right now to raise money for. So, right. but, you know, live venues are something that we all are going to desperately need if we want to bring Vaporwave into real life and back off the internet again. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. you know... I think there's a, sure. a lot of different things people can consider for their shows when they're donating now. And there's a lot of people that need help and support. And it's not just like the big name stuff that any act blue Democrat can find on the internet really easily, whether it's LGBT organizations there or things for live music or things for music education for, you know, people who are impoverished all that stuff is important and adds to our community as well as supporting the world and the country and whatever in general. So mm -hmm. I hope more people will kind of think about where they want to send their money because people want to donate money and people want to help right now. Yeah. So what 3d blast did was there's an act blue link on his Bandcamp page for digital, digital, digital forever.bandcamp.com the bailout, um, yeah, fundraiser. So we'll use that mm -hmm. same link because it, it, you can basically split up all the funds to different funds. Yeah, that's another good thing. That's been different happening. communities. Yeah, exactly. There's a whole list here, and it, it, it takes care of it quite easily, and yeah. it's quite reputable. So we'll link that for sure. Yeah. So donating to things again, where it spreads the Randy. money out. Yeah, donating things where it spreads the yeah. money out is also really good and something people should be considering because there are a lot of people in a lot of communities that need support. So we took a little break and we're listening to the album that I sent over and uh, I guess I'll just introduce it. It is by Cobalt Road and Stack Overflow. It's called Biosphere and it was released on Bedlam Tapes back in uh yeah february 2016 it's uh this release has got a got a bit of history to it but i love both the producers on this cobalt road and stack overflow were making some of like the sickest vapor trap around like 2015 mm -hmm. and 16 and this kind of like collab album is actually a collaborative album you can hear both of their styles it's got it's got like a lot of girth to it it's a long album it's got a lot of really stocked tracks. There's like a lot of really cool samples. Like I know on the track that's written in some sort of either Arabic or Middle Eastern script, that one has a Watermelon Man sample from Herbie Hancock, which is super sick. And the track Canopy that Sing Tulin was on, super sick as well. Sing Tulin was like uh, another great uh, Vapor Trap producer that had a bunch of cool releases back around this era as well. I mean, Oasis, Phase Dance. The album just starts off so strong as well. Like, oh yeah, ah, I love this, and yeah. the artwork is just phew, next that, level. 
I was going to say the artwork is perfect because without even looking at yes. the artwork, the first thing that comes to my mind is like, I want to like go walk through like a rainforest yep. and just like, I can, you, you hear the sounds, like it has some mm-hmm. of those nature sounds ar- around you. Um, and you hear that and it's just, it, it's perfect for it. It really, really, really yeah, works. This is like one of my all time favorite albums, I would say. And yeah, the artwork, just like everything about it, like puts you in the perfect place. I know with this, I think a lot about, have any of you ever been to the, I think it's called Biosphere in Arizona, where they built like a big mm-hmm. indoor, um, like sort of like a, like a botanical garden. Is this like the biodome with Polly Shore and Biosphere. one of the Baldwins? I, I guess that's probably what that w- was based on. The Biosphere is a place in Arizona, <sighs> and I think it's gone through some iterations at this point. Oracle. But uh, it was basically a big, giant greenhouse built in the desert that had a bunch of different biomes from all over the world in it. I remember we visited this place as a kid in the 90s. And when I first listened to this album, I remember that was the first thing I thought of, not just because of the name, but because (laughs) of, like, just the album art and the whole feel of the album. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think you could go look it up on Wikipedia and find Biosphere in Arizona. (laughs) Yo, okay, so I just looked it up on Wikipedia. It's called Biosphere 2. Okay, cool. I, I... <laughs> yeah, I think I saw uh, a documentary on that or something. Biosphere two. Are you sure like you didn't just video? watch Biodome with Polly Shore? No, it's Biosphere yeah, two. It's this place in Arizona. F- I've been there before when I was a kid, actually. And if you just look at pictures of it, it's this crazy cool looking. Shit. It's so sick. Like it, the the mm-hmm. look and architectural design of it's just badass. Yeah, <laughs> I think there's some really complicated architecture going on with how to achieve the perfect homeostasis within there. Like I know, and it's all self-sustaining too, right? So it's all solar energy and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Wow. It's a cool Um, looking place. Very cool stuff. Yeah. Super cool. This album art, uh, it's like desert, water, city, rainforest, like encompasses everything. Yeah. What's cool, what's interesting about this record is a little controversial, which label it's on. Well, I hear I hear from a lot of people that it's like one of their favorite records from 2016, mm. but it's the the record label that it came out on is controversial oh, because yeah, it's yeah, Bedlam yeah. tapes and Oscob and all that. So yeah, it's a shame. There were a lot of good releases it's on very, Bedlam. You know, this is one of the albums where it's like you know we have to maintain and archive this in history if it goes away from yeah. Bedlam tapes because that's very very possible. Yeah, there was. Oh man, should we check out a track? Let's hear it. And yeah, play number Co- two. Cobalt Road is he still making music? Yeah, actually, Cobalt Road has been kind of doing that sort of transition that Camino eighty four has been doing, where oh, they're yeah. trying to do a little bit more like new disco, fully produced. All the instruments are kind of played mm-hmm. and made by mm-hmm. himself or uh, guest musicians. And I'm not sure nice. if the new Cobalt Road stuff came out yet. Maybe it did. I don't know, but. We'll check it out while I put on a track.
definitely the sort of album that's super great. You have to listen to the whole album. You know, it's way more powerful that way. Yeah. All encompassing sort mm-hmm. of thing. Kind of like For a sure. sort of like a rainforesty, like a little bit of an nature. Oh, I can't think of the word for it. Uh, yeah, it reminds me of like um, some of the tracks I used to listen to from like avant garde, like musicians from my music history classes like yeah. back at school. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, and it's like got a little bit of like a, almost like Minimalist a rainforest vibe. trap vibe to it with the with the hi hats. <laughs> Yeah, I listen when I listen to this song, especially since it's called Oasis. I think about all the Oasis-based mm-hmm. levels in this video game called Pharaoh that I like to play, which was like a Sierra's game, a Sierra game from like '99 or 2000. And like whenever I play yeah. Oasis levels, I just like think of this song, and like it's perfect for just like playing a city-building game <laughs> based around ancient Egyptian. Oh yeah, Oasis. Oasis. Hmm. Okay. Oasis. But yeah, there's just like a lot of good deep tracks on the song. And actually, so I looked up the Cobalt Road stuff. He's released two singles this year that are more in like the new disco mm. future funk vibe. And okay. Stack Overflow is still producing new tracks as well, actually. I just don't know if there's been any big nice. releases from Stack Overflow. It's just some EPs here and there, I think. Definitely check them out if you haven't, everybody. We'll link their yeah, band camps Both in those the producers, so good. Both of them just on next level. Yeah. Awesome. So I have something. I saw this great video recently. Pony, you're going to love it. It is Microsoft Windows 95 Guide, hosted by Matthew Perry and Jennifer Aniston. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah. yeah. You've never seen this? No. Oh man, this is like the height of like the 90s, like dot com. Oh my God. Everything is with computers. Yeah, it's Office Space, oh, Jennifer is, Aniston. This is great. It's like 30 plus minutes long. Welcome to the Microsoft Windows 95 Video Guide. This unique program will help teach you how to use many of the most important features of the new Windows 95 operating system. Our guide is separated into three sections. In section one, you'll get more than a few laughs as we present the world's first cyber sitcom, starring two of television's hottest comedy personalities, Jennifer Aniston and Matthew Perry. They'll be taking you on an adventure in computing that takes place in the office of Microsoft Chairman Bill Gates. Along the way, they meet a wacky bunch of propeller heads and are introduced to the top 25 features of Windows 95. The pace is fast and funny. Ah, uh, Microsoft's fifth floor. Ladies' modems, children's shareware, and our bridal peripheral salon. Wow. Taskbars and email and shortcuts, oh my. Taskbars task and, and email and so shortcuts, oh my. Taskbars and email and shortcuts, oh my. Well, yeah. Ah, the Wicked Witch Maybe. of Windows 95. Okay, Myra, I'll get back to you, darling. All right, bye-bye. I heard that, and you are? Uh, uh, this is Jennifer Anderson. I'm Matthew Perry. We're here to see Mr. Bill Gates about a possible starring <laughs> oh role in a video God. guide to Microsoft Windows 95. Uh, he's out. The nerve center of the world's biggest software company. I mean, the atmosphere resonates with anticipation of mythical achievement. Mythical achievement right now would be an unchewed number two pencil. Honey, we'll nosh soon, but if you want the job, spend some time looking at Windows 95. What do you know about the system? Uh, well, I dabble with the uh, old Windows a little mm. bit. Hmm. And you? 3.1. Oh, I, I'm, I'm still uh, mastering Pong. 
Mm. Sweetie, why don't you sit in at Bill's terminal? Okay, so this is Bill Gates' computer. I mean, that is like using Wayne Gretzky's hockey stick, you know? Oh, I like that. That's a Oddly good metaphor. Enough, none of it seems to uh, rub off. Mm -hmm. uh, look, I meant for her to sit at the keyboard for a reason. Uh, Windows 95 is goof-proof. We might have to mount a legal challenge, Oof, you know? Poof. Naturally, Bill's already installed Windows 95 and is booted up. Just hit any key, and you'll see it right behind the screensaver. Yeah, just a taste. Uh, this, this thing goes on for a whole hour? What the fuck? Yeah, it's like a legit movie. <laughs> this like, is crazy. This is like peak is like Microsoft 90s. Oh, my like, lord. Yeah, like this in terms of Microsoft, people love friends so much. Uh, yeah. In terms of Microsoft lore, I mean, you have this video, you have Microsoft Bob, which failed miserably. Uh, you have that video of Steve Ballmer and Bill Gates, like on the stage, going like, "Yeah, whoa. like, like they're like amped, amped up for like I don't know, they're launching like Windows ninety eight or XP or something like yeah. that, and they're just you think like they just like won the super bowl or something and they're just they're celebrating it's the start of every all the tech companies getting super hype at these fucking conventions yeah. and like conferences the tech hype man <laughs> yeah. was born tech hype yeah i love windows 95 screensavers yeah oh the uh the maze the maze uh, you go they had the, the, the maze. flying windows the maze is tight the flying windows logo comes at you that's when, when i was a kid i thought the maze was a game I'm like i want to control myself in the maze but you wouldn't let <laughs> there me. is a way to change that though i think you can actually make it a game Through is there the pipe dream <laughs> i think so i could be wrong but i'm pretty sure there is anyway great video oh, windy Windows we'll link 95. it up if you want to be educated on how to use Windows 95 <laughs> by Matthew Perry and you know, Jennifer Aniston. Indy, you should you should do that in the uh, the Vaporwave Virtual Cinema. Yeah, that you do, and you can show <laughs> yeah. the Windows 95 training video. It's like we will all know how to Windows 95. Damn, I'm I'm still watching it. Exactly. Oh, we'll be Microsoft <laughs> Word experts. We'll be word processing by the minute. Oh. Uh, Word 97 or whatever the current one was when around that uh, time. Now that is a vaporwave artist name if I ever heard one. Word 97? MS Word 97? Word. I don't know. MS M Word 97. MS Office 2003. Gotta be an soft artist. We got, we had a, a computer that we got, um, I think it was like 96 and it was like a Pentium 1 200 megahertz MMX processor, which was like cutting edge at the time. On the ride home from picking it up, we heard an ad on the radio for Pentium 2. Um, so it was already like out of date as That's soon funny. as we bought it. Um, <laughs> but the like we had like that was before people like used Microsoft Word. Like people still got other word processors right. and everything. So like we had Word Perfect on there uh, because we had that on our old like 486 machine like a dos based word perfect and that's what we use for word processing so like my dad assumed that we just get that for the new computer too and then we never use it again <laughs> word <laughs> is so much better <laughs> oh man yeah now people have a zillion options you just use open office or use google docs google docs yeah i use libra office it's got to be different Fancy. don't you <laughs> it's better than open office just gotta be different. Yeah, probably. I, I'm not a fan of Open Office. No. Anytime like I've used like Linux or anything like that, that's the option. Exactly. I've just never, I've never liked LibreOffice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's uh, different, but but it's irrelevant. What is it's my all word available online now. I, I don't even really use word processors anymore. <laughs> I don't. I just use the fucking notes app. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just keep my notes. 
All right, uh, I want to play a song. It's off of uh, Pacific Plaza Records. You guys may have heard oh, of that label. Ooh. What's it going to be? Sounds kind of like <laughs> never heard of them. <laughs> it's a little song by someone called Vanitas. Ah. And the song yeah. is called ooh, New Reality from the new record mm, that, that just came out on that on your label. Yes, so here it is. Chromatic Ready Maids by yourself or for yourself. We don't normally look at light. We're generally looking at something light reveals. For me, it was important that people come to value light. To value light as we value gold, silver, paintings, objects. It's not something that you form with the hands, with the hands, with the hands. realize that he he had released anything else because i remember um his first album 
last year, uh, High Renaissance at the Modern yeah. Art Museum, oh, yeah. which was one of my favorite albums from last year. Um, so I'm glad he's putting out more stuff. Dude, that, that song is fucking fire. Yeah, dude, there's a yeah. lot of bangers on that album. There's some really good stuff. It combines like all the elements of vapor like there's some stuff that you could tell he's playing and adding in there there's cool samples there's cool vocal clips mm-hmm. the concept works it really is sort of a uh, epilogue to high renaissance there's a lot of stuff that mentions art and thinking about art it yeah. makes you contemplate things like legitimately which is kind of cool mm-hmm. so i was like really happy when he sent this over and i was like damn we really got to do this right so the release got pushed back a little bit and then manufacturing delays were a factor in that. But ultimately I was like so happy how well the release did and like how cool the music was. Cause I listened to this album a lot, especially with it being like the first thing mm-hmm. popping up on my iPhone when I would connect to my car stereo. So just play tracks from this album. <laughs> <laughs> so I would hear them a lot, which is cool. So I got to know this album better than I think a, a lot of releases on Pacific Plaza. But yeah, big shouts out to Vanitas, awesome. Belgium's tallest vaporwave producer. <laughs> Did uh, <laughs> how tall? I don't know. I've never met him in person, but he claims to be very tall. Yeah. I've seen pictures. Okay. He sent Did me pictures Data Girl do tall. the art? No, he did all the art actually. Data Girl suggested oh, wow. that I oh, nice. reach out to him though, because I had known about uh, High mm-hmm. Renaissance, and she had a copy of the tape that I actually saw in person, which was cool. And after that, I listened to it. I bought a copy of the second edition when they did the reissue. And uh, when did we approach him? It might have been back in like January. And we were kind of hoping it would come out in March and then it got pushed back to April. Yeah, it's a sick tape, the, the yeah. High Renaissance tape. Really good. That's that's one that I, I bought pretty much purely. I was drawn to it purely for the artwork on it just because it's it's just a really, yeah. really cool, cool piece of, of artwork. Um, and, and just the music in general is just, yeah, really, really is actually a graphic design student. Uh, he's in university still and his major is graphic. Design. It, it shows, it shows with that first album cover that that's not just random vaporwave yep. shit thrown out there. And it kind of looks like it fits the genre. That's very, very well exactly. thought out and planned. Yeah. <laughs> like the way it's laid out the text and the framing of everything. Exactly. Yeah. It just looks. It looks clean. It looks like it, it's fitting that um, modern, like a like a modern art museum aesthetic, with it combined with the the, the kind of like orthogonal angle that the everything is kind of shown with the projections. It's just it's it's very very well thought out. Yeah, I love that song. Uh, <clears throat> I listened to that song from the moment I heard it, like or nice. the moment I saw the album come out on your label. I listened to the whole record. That song caught me the most, and um, it didn't warrant a purchase of the tape, but I did just secure the last one in stock. So oh, really? No more left oh, damn. If anyone wants to buy this now. Sorry, Sorry. people. Um, but um, the chorus of that song just blows me away. It's so heavy and, like, smashed, jam-packed, full with deep, deep, like, deep wall of sound like it really reminds me of death's dynamic shroud at times that chorus <clears throat> yeah it's it's amazing yeah there's really cool stuff on there people should definitely check it out i mean his, the high renaissance album did really well and so we expected that this tape would do pretty well as well and uh yeah i guess now it's sold out so 
if people <laughs> start if people Thanks, start Andy. clamoring. Thanks for supporting and artists. People start Andy. clamoring for God. a repress of it. We'll do it eventually. I mean, I know there was like two hundred copies of High Renaissance made, so we'll see if this one gets there. Yeah. Did you do the second pressing of High Renaissance? No, or is that just casual? Just cash. Okay. So Belly's been pretty good about doing reissues lately. I know there's some other artists I've talked to who've worked with BizCash, and they're like, yeah, mm -hmm. they're going to do a repress, which a lot of artists want represses of their stuff that sells out really fast. And it's not just because of money. It's because new people discover Vaporwave or new people discover these smaller artists, and then they want to be able to buy something, and they just can't. Yeah. Mm. I mean, how, like, you know... Um, how disappointing it is it when you find something you want to go buy the, the copy of it and then it's like oh you can get it for three hundred dollars yeah. in discogs oh or, or even if it's thirty dollars or forty dollars yeah. or something like that it's still you know a cassette is you know fifteen bucks is the high end for a cassette yeah. typically. <laughs> I agree I mean, and that's got to have an OB that's kind of what I nice think. art so long album <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean it's it's so yeah I mean I, I think reissues are are fine. You know, maybe give it a slightly different exactly. artwork or do something different so it's a second yeah. edition so people know that. But I mean, yeah, I mean, 100% is great at it. And I think that's why they choose to work with a limited number of artists because it's easier to repress stuff. I mean, if you're a label that has like 100 mm -hmm. different releases and they're by 100 different artists, you choose one to reissue that's sold out and then someone else gets butt hurt. And then I could see certain labels getting into a position where it's like, oh no, I need to reissue 20, 30 things, but they just don't have the capacity to mm -hmm. do that. Like, I mean, Geometrical Lullaby can't reissue well, everything that sells out because everything sells out. So I know Lost Cascades had to push a little <laughs> bit to get another reissue on Geometrical Lullaby for his first album. I mean, how long do you think it's before a a Vaporwave record label gets big enough to where they can, like, there is no, like, first run. Like, they kind of just have, like, a production facility that they've got enough credit with or enough... Uh, where they just keep, you know, uh, keep close enough relation where they can just keep or producing where they can, like, stuff like as they there's some already yeah, or asked to upgrade lost the angles writers. does that yeah i mean if you're able to yeah if you're able to yeah or produce stuff in-house consistently that's cool but i think this is where like we get in that weird pre-orders territory where a lot of people are against pre-orders now because people have been screwed over but pre-orders are insanely helpful mm -hmm. for indie labels so like if you do a pre-order and you think it's going to sell more than 500, but you only want to invest the like three grand it costs to get 500 records made. If you do your pre-order before you, the final pressing happens and you get 700 pre-orders, you can go back to your plant and be like, Hey, we want to add 300 more records. So we still have something to sell after the pre-order as well. And and you have yeah. firm orders for to, to bump that up so like you know the money's supposed there to, to happen it. but some labels in vaporwave took advantage of the pre-order yeah. system and took advantage of people's goodwill and basically like didn't even have records in production and hadn't paid any money hadn't put any money down on it but took pre-orders so they could have that money and that's where you get into really sketchy territory and it can tank your label mm -hmm. on one release. waiting six months for and then that happens and then the artist yep. it makes the artist look bad yeah. and for an artist to be embarrassed by the label they work with when they don't even really know those people in real life like i can't even imagine how frustrating that is oh yeah, yeah. there's a few for labels sure. i won't have on the show because they've done that yeah that we won't really name here but i think a lot of people already know yeah. who some of those folks are you know and so it's, yeah, it's exactly. it puts people in an interesting no position but with vaporwave the thing that we're always looking at with labels is that like there's new labels or there's a label that's on the come up but being on the come up in the vaporwave world is still like pretty small beans compared to like working with indie yeah. bands 
because when an indie band starts to blow up, like <laughs> there's think- actually a lot more money at stake. There's touring at stake. There's other sources of revenue at stake, whether that's streaming or whatever. And vaporwave labels don't even have to think about that for the most part. It's really easy. It's really low overhead to just start your own vaporwave label, which has its pros and cons. I think you're seeing you're seeing a, a batch of bigger small labels in vaporwave kind of establish themselves and and it's i don't know if they were getting getting away from the smaller micro labels kind of popping up but you have 100 percent. you have uh my pet yep. flamingo business casual like you have yep. the, the big ones you know and you have Pacific okay Plaza, people keep you know, saying we're like oh we're big or a lot of people know us <laughs> there are times when i there but, are times when i'm shocked because i'm like wow this is really cool i have no idea who all these people supporting yeah. us are but then there's other times where i'm like we're not really that big <laughs> we're not like that big a deal we just have i just yeah. have my hand in a lot of different things so it looks like i'm bigger than i am and that's but, part of the promotional mm-hmm. strategy of the label for sure <laughs> but, but you're i think you're established, established mm-hmm. and you're delivering a, you're delivering a product in a yeah. consistent manner. I think especially for the West Which Coast, is important. you're definitely have a definite a bigger presence yeah. on the West Coast and probably maybe nationwide because person. like everybody I know from like LA and the California and even like up in Washington, everyone knows who that's good Pacific class is. <laughs> yeah, and I think people have learned from some of the mistakes other people have made like uh vape tapes you know was like what like a 14 year old kid that was vape tapes doing this i'm not to really yeah. get into it but i mean they're you know you're seeing the shortcomings of it people it, the community is big enough now where people are expecting a yes. professional experience with it or you know i pay money and i expect the product in mm-hmm. return in a reasonable amount of time. Yeah. And that's the only people who can really get away without expected. doing that at that this makes point sense. is like Illuminate Paths, I think. <laughs> that might be the only label that can get away with it. <laughs> you know, and then people are taking people are taking stances on stuff like with Aloe City, um oh, my heart goes out to Christian uh, drop that's the haircuts for men album. Yeah. That's, I mean that's a hard position to be in as a label. So owner. I I I think overall the, the label situation is kind of leveling out for a little bit you're not going to see a lot more labels kind of come into prominence over the next few months or next year um you might see a few here and there but i think the main players are going to kind of keep yeah keep things kind of and level i think for it's a good is bit. that like while the music industry is like kind of suffering i don't think the vaporwave music industry is really suffering that much i mean it was very easy for us to transition to url shows i don't think people really stop mm-hmm. making music i mean there are a lot of people that are experiencing creative blocks because of what's going on but albums that were planned a month or two ago are still coming out as they would because i mean the stuff we've released the stuff that was most of it was planned before quarantine most of the releases up until recently well, i were think we quarantine releases and now i'm getting into the quarantine stuff interestingly yeah. enough i think the vaporwave scene kind of skipped a step in the the live experience yeah. i think if anything the vaporwave scene was suited for the yeah, the yeah, streaming exactly. experience and then it would move into the live experience and kind of went straight to the live experience and had to backtrack into the, yeah, the streaming experience. Especially with so many now, new people so. getting into vaporwave uh, in the last like four years. That was already like a year or two mm-hmm. after the Tiny Chat concert stopped and that was like the first real vaporwave shows were the Tiny Chat shows. So I think yeah. people kind of missed the Tiny Chat SP4, SPF 420 era and now we're in an unprecedented time for putting on amazing virtual events which is crazy between the visuals the sets people are making the interaction in the chat yeah i mean 
Vaporwave has done a really good job at persevering through COVID at least. Cause I see a lot of bands and people in the DIY and punk scene just hurting a lot. And now on top of that, they all, you know, because of the political beliefs, they all want to donate and they want to help with the current like political situation. So now not only do they not have shows, when their new records and new music comes out for the most part, it's benefit stuff because the punk scene really believes in that. And there's just no end mm -hmm. in sight for the kind of, you know, pause on live shows. So bands are really hurting. A lot of people I know in that side of the music industry are just like dying, but vaporwave has done a pretty good job. And I keep trying yeah. to recommend to people in the band scene and people who are playing in like, you know, song singer songwriter projects, like, you can do some streaming. You could go to the venues that are closed and you could stream from the venue. I mean, the guy from Jimmy World, Jim Adkins, literally went around to all the venues in Phoenix, mm -hmm. Mesa, Arizona area and did a special session at each of those venues, raising money for those venues, which I That's thought was cool. fucking great. Like the place I'm going to it's later today, yeah. FTG, where we did Virtual Memory 5, they totally have the ability to live stream sets they just don't have cameras they have all the audio set up they mic up everything there was one or two bands that filmed sets there that were really cool and because one of the walls of that place is all green you have a giant green screen wall so there were a couple bands that actually used that green screen wall to make a super sick live wow. performance that was fully recorded like a studio session like a kexp mm. or uh audio tree kind of thing yeah audio tree yeah so That's i cool. really think people in the band world should get on that a little more because live shows coming back like i'm pretty involved in that side of things and some of the venues i was booking at last year are now gone some of them have closed already or are for sale on mm -hmm. zillow or whatever and that's that's Shit. that sucks you wow. know like our online venues will never go away but yeah. irl venues small ones and independent ones are especially important for vaporwave because those are the places we're going to be able to play we're not going to play a lot a live yeah. nation venue for vaporwave unless you're george clanton you know, so I mean, I don't know how the Barbary has been doing, but I think what Skeleton Lipstick told me is they actually remodeled and used this time to like improve the place, which is cool. But in LA, like there are places mm -hmm. that are just straight closing down. So like a place I would have yeah. booked a big vaporwave show at, the Hi Hat is now for sale. <laughs> like it sucks. Ugh. So I don't know. It's an interesting time. I, I do do like talking and thinking about the live shows a lot because I've had a lot of thoughts about them obviously having done ours so much in quarantine so big ups to everyone who is putting them together because it's not easy despite what you guys say on this podcast i don't think there's too many shows i do agree it's hard to keep track of them but i think did we I say think that? it's time zones <laughs> that are that? it's been a discussion topic and other people have had this discussion as okay. well as there's yeah. too much we've, going we've on the internet mentioned. and i agree at certain points there are too much going on on the internet especially with quarantine ah uh, yeah i know but i remember the comment. Yeah. i think in terms mm -hmm. of live shows where these artists are putting together like sets that are maybe their first set or something that they've planned and worked out really in a really detailed way like even if there's only 20 people watching the stream those artists still really appreciate it. And as long as the chats mm -hmm. are still active in the stream, no matter how many people are in there, you're always going to have good vibes and you're always going to be kind of like on the up and up because I think one of the coolest things about the live events has been the chat. Like we've seen a lot of legendary and yeah. unique performances, but like mm -hmm. being able to hang out for virtual memory every other week with the same people in the chat and talk is really 
cool and really affirming. Vapor mm-hmm. space was the same way. We've talked about that a few times. Yeah, yeah for sure. Just being able to get in, in everybody's he- <clears throat> head and oh, yeah. see mm-hmm. what everybody's saying compared to a live show where you can't really hear anybody because the music's so loud. Yeah. And you're, let alone you couldn't talk to everybody there if, even if you wanted to. I always to, have right? that problem at Virtual Memories uh, where I like, just like could not talk to all the yeah. people that showed up. <laughs> and I mean, yeah. I'm glad I did talk to the people I... <clears throat> I'm kind of friends with now, which are cool, like like Daniel DS dude and stuff. But that's always been yeah. a problem for me at IRL shows. It's like, especially when I'm running the show, like I don't get to talk to everyone to hang out. This I just let it run and get ridiculous in the chat. Go smoke some weed in my car. Good times. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah! Get the hot box going. Nice. Did you guys see uh, the? Uh halcyon tapes mixtape 64 release dude oh <laughs> so cool yes it's no, sick. i remember when sound market first talked about that idea and i hit up sound market i was like dude i would love to help put you help you put that out but uh yeah, so good i love n64 related mm. things yeah uh it's uh 20 yeah 20 20 track collaboration from different artists and the whole theme is the n64 console so Colin got everybody to, you know, make an N64 themed sounding song. Let me link it for you guys. Well, I think Sound Market that did most the organizing on it, if I believe, if I'm correct. Oh yeah. And then Halcyon put it sure. out. I have no idea, so you're probably right. Shouts out to both of them. But yeah, the the tape sell out so fast, sold out so fast, it's gone. But there's mini discs. There's seven mini discs left. If anyone mm-hmm. wants one of those. Yeah, so I want to play a song from this record. It's by Panzer Paradise. It's called Sanctuary, and it's a Paper Mario-themed song.
with this album. So nice. I I heard about some people that were going to be on this album and so much good, like, Vapor Trap stuff on here. Stack Overflow's on this as well. Oh, there you go. Damn. (laughs) It all comes together. Bands of Paradise. Good one. I mean, full circle. Amazing (laughs) artist. I think Bands of Paradise had a Bedlam release, actually. I'm pretty sure that's in my Bandcamp collection. Oh, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Nice. So yeah, check that out on halcyontapes.bandcamp.com. Man, I should have submitted awesome. one of my waiver awesome tracks awesome. to this. <laughs> I'm so bad at submitting the comps. I see them pop up all the time, and I'm like, I have random tracks from stuff and unreleased stuff, and I just yeah. do not master it. I just wish I had more time. I know, right? Oh. Yeah. yeah. There's never yeah, enough time. Yeah, I've Colin had to take also a lot did of... It. Go ahead. Oh, no. Go with what you were going to say. You've had... Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also a Vaporwave Up and Comers 2020 mm-hmm. album on Halcyon Tapes. Uh, I, f- yeah, I don't know if I that mentioned that last on the month. last podcast. 50, I think you did. F- almost 50. Yeah, uh, May 11th, it looks like, something like that. Um, yeah, so he's also, uh, I think that was his second one too. Yeah, I think he did one third last one? year as well. Know. He also did the Electronic Conversation uh, he, last year he too. He did one electric. That's exactly so. That's technically three now, I guess. So yeah, Colin doing uh, doing God's work. He's, here, he's good at the epic comps. It's not easy to put like yeah. twenty plus tracks on a tape, or two tapes. Yeah. <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to work out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you got to order them. So uh, should I got should we should we do some release radar stuff or you guys yeah. got anything? I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> Pony. <laughs> sure. All right, so on First Class Collective, we have, uh, uh, what's it called? The Collection, Volume 2. Yes, another comp. June 2nd, another comp, yeah. And this is a fucking good comp. I listened to it a few times. Um, Yeah, check it out. I don't really know what to say about it. Fucking amazing music. The last song on the record, I, I don't really know. Like, If I translate it, it's actually Abstinence, Welcome Back. Fuck, that song blows me away. It's kind of like signal wavy and, and different than most of the other songs on the record. Very good, very good. Also, the A Hero song, Slow Summer. Fuck, that's a good song. Holy shit. So ch- check those two songs out at least, uh, everybody. First Class Collective. First Class Collection, Volume 2. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else we got? Proto... Um, Prod by Killer B. This is a fucking good album. I want everybody to check it out. Uh, it's like Killer B. I don't know if you guys know Killer B. I don't think so. No. <laughs> I've seen him around. Like it's sort of vapor adjacent, but it's definitely within within the vapor vein. Um, yeah, absolutely incredible, incredible album. Just uh, just amazing stuff. Um, Prod by Killer B, like produced by Killer B. Bandcamp.com. Newest album. It's called LNR uh, yes. number four. Please, please, everybody, check that record out. Not too much time to play everything on this show, unfortunately, but I highly, highly recommend that. So add that to your Bandcamp wish yeah. list. <laughs> well, it's free, actually. Yeah, free, free. Name your name your price rather. Um, on Dream Museum Records, we have an album that's very dear to my heart. It's by Netscape. It's sort of a jungle vaporwave. And there are still physicals of it left on dreammuseumrecords.bandcamp.com. 
And I think I may have even played a song from it on this show, maybe. I'm pretty sure you did. Yeah. It's a CD because Jungle came out in the 90s and CDs were really popular in the 90s. So it fits that. Yeah, I think Dream Museums kind of go for that CD aesthetic as well. Yeah, true, true. And uh, Netscape, obviously, it came out in the 90s too. So it's just, it's perfect. It's like a Netscape (laughs) installation disc, sort of, it looks like. Yeah. Uh, absolutely phenomenal, at it right phenomenal now. record. Check it out. Yeah, Dream Museum. I was chatting with them about the CD production side of things, mm. and uh, yeah, they were having some issues with uh, copyright stuff because certain duplicators of CDs still are very much worried about yeah. that, and uh, give them some tips on kind of navigating that whole thing and i think they got their own high quality disc burning Mm -hmm. thing so they'll be able to do kind of in-house production it seems like yeah crazy times yo for sure i got a bunch bunch there's not there's not a lot of full-size cds yeah there's not a lot of full-size cds coming out anymore so that's nice to see it is tough because cds are harder to sell on the internet i know with like bands if you take CDs out on tour, you're more likely to sell way more CDs on tour than you are any other mm-hmm. way because it's something people can buy in person and immediately go listen yeah. to. And it's a, like, a big enough size that if you don't listen to your CDs, it still has sizable looking artwork, especially if you have a nice little booklet inside yeah. mm-hmm. your case. Or you could do a digipack that's like a gatefold. It doesn't fold. take up too much space, though. Yeah. Like a vinyl. But you could still have a lot of art Yeah, in a, in a CD. More than a cassette, honestly. Yeah, for sure. Especially if you do no. the fold, like the triple, quadruple page folds. Yeah. Or you could just do a straight up booklet in a CD, which is cool. I yeah. mean, we don't do that in the mini CDs, but I actually have some artwork from the Vanitas CD and there is an inside. Nice. So <clears throat> even when it's folded, you could see two sides. There's actually even more on the inside and we don't always do this. Yeah. But when I do it, it's always really nice and just, it adds Super a lot. Nice. Like even like I don't know, a long time ago, I did the Echo Droid release. I don't think I have any of those right That's now. Nice paper. But we had a lyric. We had lyrics on the inside mm-hmm. of the mini CD booklet. Nice. So if you opened up the mini CD booklet, you'd get all the lyrics to the song. Mm-hmm. Thanks uh, for keeping the mini CD game alive, bro. <laughs> no, right. <laughs> <laughs> Some other labels have done have done them. I had actually I want to say at one point vape tapes even hit me up being like, "How do you make those? Who produces them?" And I was like. <laughs> I do, yeah. Because <laughs> there's no one manufacturing sweat and tears, yeah. D- three three inch CDs really anymore. Yeah, yeah. It is definitely a ultra niche mm-hmm. format. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I think I actually have a spindle of them in my basement from that I bought 15 years ago. Yeah. That I've I've burned like one or two of them, so it's like 23 or, or 48 of them that I have left. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. half of the spindle remaining. Yeah. I will buy a hundred <laughs> CD spindles every you know, a couple times a year, basically. Whenever you find them. Yeah, luckily duplication.ca has good ones, so oh, nice. I can just That's throw good. those in my order when I need to. Nice. I don't have to go hunting around on eBay because I have bought many CDs that claim to be shiny silver on the top, and they're not. <laughs> so <laughs> people will mislabel mini or three-inch yeah. CD products because they're just not well-known and not yeah. popular. Yeah, yeah, that happens. Mm. So I got a couple more releases. Um, we'll do like two more, and then I got one more song, and then that's it for me. Empress International. Hey, I met them at one of the Electronicons. Yeah, 
I forget if it was the first or second one. Nice. Yeah, they're they're great. I've been loving this record. I gave him a little shout out on Twitter, just a little hello. And he, I believe, used to run the uh, Rare, what is it called? Rare Crystals. The Rare Gems? Podcast. Rare Gems, which is a, yeah, Rare Crystals. Called, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, Rare, Rare Crystals uh, podcast, yeah. which is uh, no longer ongoing, but he put a lot of work into that, so I want to shout that out. It's basically like a just curation thing, like every week he picks 10 songs that he likes or something. But um, yeah, Empress International, he has a new record. He hadn't put one out since October 2017. And uh, yeah, this is his new release. So check it out, empressinternational.bandcamp.com. It's very, very good. Hell yeah. And let me link it for you guys here too. And we'll do one more. Bogus Collective. Hey, Twin Pines. Shouts out to Twin Pines Mall. This album is by Starsea. Star Sea Wave 1. And this is just, it caught my eye, that 3D artwork. It's like, uh, what's the word? There's like a 3D effect where it turns gray and it pops out like 3D. Uh, I forget, Rastasize or something. Anyway, yeah, very, very neat uh, album artwork, like beach, um, beach side with a 3D like animated yeah, yeah. girl in it. Very, very cool. Very like, tasteful. No, like gun gun metal texture. Mm-hmm. Mm. There's a word for it. And uh, well, yeah. For the color. I, I'm not <laughs> a color for it. I had not heard <laughs> anything from this uh, artist before. Starseywave.bandcamp.com is their bandcamp. And it might be their first record because there's this is the only thing on there. But very, very nice record. Check it out on boguscollective.bandcamp.com or starseawave.bandcamp.com. And that's nice. S-T-R-S-Y wave. Very, very cool. Looks cool like they're from shit. Brazil. A producer from Brazil. That's cool. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually. I yeah, one thing I tell a lot of people. No, I'll listen to it again. <laughs> Go ahead. One thing I like to tell people when it comes to submissions, if it's like your first album or you don't have much of a following or you know maybe you're just not that active on social media a great place to release things especially if you're early releases are places like bogus collective dmt tapes even like seiko mart and some other labels that do a lot of net releases and do a lot of digital only stuff and you want to do it at a place where people go to look for that so people go to dmt tapes fl to find new stuff Mm -hmm. people go to bogus collective to find new artists and new stuff and they want to hear something interesting and i know i have as a label and other labels find artists who do their first release or two on labels like that and they're like wow this person produces high quality stuff they deserve a tape and so you want to release something for them Mm -hmm. that's how i found vcr classique was through dmt Mm -hmm. perfect Hmm. perfect i know data girls found a lot of stuff to dj by going through the band camps of labels like that because there's so many things to listen to you just kind of start picking albums and then scroll through it and kind of find some tracks that might work well for whatever kind of dj set or mix you're kind of putting together and those places are great resources to find new tracks and they're great places to promote yourself and as a new artist or an upcoming artist yeah yeah check out uh, also uh, sunset grid i mentioned and bogus collective Sunset grid's another one yeah which we just Mm -hmm. talked about yep (laughs) yeah so big shouts out to those labels Someone's at my door. No problem. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, let me play this last song. And, yeah, definitely big shouts out to those labels. 
Uh, it's by Tokyo Wanderer. New song by Tokyo mm, Wanderer. We're going to get some shred. It's on the uh, Nightfall Nocturnal album that's coming out on June 13th. Yeah. So keep your I eyes peeled that for Nightfall. that. We're actually, they also did that live show last week too, the Nightfall Collective. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Or Music Network. Little mini <laughs> essential taster show, I think. But um, Yeah, it was on Sunday. We're... We're hosting the live stream for this whole record, actually, on June 13th. And there's a shitload of amazing artists on it. I've got, I'm looking at it right here. I don't know if I'm allowed to say it yet, so I won't. But uh, we'll play yeah, this song camp, so. by Tokyo Wanderer. Yeah, exactly. It's called um, Transistor. Is it Nuno who's the one that shreds? Yeah. 
Well, well, no, no. Okay, he, yeah, he shreds yeah. bass. They both shred. Like there was a bass shred. Oh, in there. okay, okay. But, um, yeah, uh, Joao. Joao's a guitarist. Yeah. Right, right, right. Joao Miguel. Yeah. Oh, the little the like metal i forget what that technique is actually called pick squealing but it's like there's yeah there's like a squeal with a bend you know i can't do that kind of shit because i'm not that good of a guitarist love hearing it i may may, that may be incorrect there there, well there's pig squealing vocals like whatever hardcore but then there's also doing squeals on guitar yeah yeah anyway i should know that as a guitarist (laughs) it's embarrassing (laughs) right (laughs) oh i love it yeah so yeah, if you like that, check out tokyowanderer.bandcamp.com and keep your eyes peeled on our YouTube page and our Twitter for notifications for that uh, live stream coming up. It's going to be sweet. I'm cutting a music video for, that's like an hour long for oh, it. Oh, yeah. Whoa. Nice. Yeah, it's a lot of Damn. work. <laughs> that's crazy. The whole video's yeah. team is hopefully helping, so we'll see. But I don't have enough memory on my computer to make videos like that. Yeah. <laughs> June 13th. <laughs> I'm always, always struggling to clear space on the computer and put things on the external hard drives. You back them up now, right? Got to back, back them, them up. up. <laughs> Got to back them up. Backing them up. <laughs> Got to oh, back man. them up. Oh, I oh. I get quite the backup myself there, now. There's, there's some other news and memes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's the meme news? Uh, Dan Mason, he doesn't call okay. the cops anymore. Oh, no? Okay. No. Dan Mason doesn't call the cops. Oh. He said that meme is dead. And Dan Mason does not call the cops on weed smokers. Good for Dan Mason. Setting the record straight. Good. Okay. There you, you got a, pr- you got a promotion. Great. Thank you, I, I, I feel like me and Indy were the people pushing that the hardest. So it's lead, good that we were both now aware. Lead detective. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Well, do we have anything else for today? Not for me. Okay. I guess we got personal plugs and we're on our way out, right? Plug it up. Yo. So. Why don't you uh, kick it off? You want me to kick it off? Okay. Yeah. You're well, the guest. Pacific Plaza. <laughs> news and updates. So Virtual Memory 11 is going to be, uh, looks like we're going to push it back to June 27th, which is the last Saturday of June, because uh, there's a lot of other things coming up on the next Saturday, which is going to be the 13th. There's a bunch of other events and live streams people are doing, so we'll let people focus on that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have three guests currently for virtual memory 11 we might do some more because we might make this event a little bit bigger because we want to make this a benefit um and one of our guests is actually on the podcast mr ognos up there gonna be playing a set at virtual memory 11 we got santa cat who'll be playing a set and young shiro so we try to keep it really west coast western u.s for that one people that in the future will hopefully play live gigs with or invite to our gigs or travel to their gigs so that was kind of the idea behind this one but uh, we're also going to maybe invite some more people and kind of round out the lineup, make it a little more diverse and get a bunch of different voices in there, especially people who have more relevant concerns to what's going on right now politically. Um, so we're going to try and focus on doing that. And then Pacific Plaza has a bunch of releases coming up. Basically, everything that's kind of set for now uh, would be we have our eventual Infinity Feel cassette reissue that's going to be happening sometime this month nice pushed it back um in july we're gonna have two tapes from nano which he just announced recently actually we're gonna be doing uh food court porno and impurity on cassette (laughs) and we are working on something with mr wax right now and there is a vcr classique release that's coming up 
uh, in the next couple weeks here as well. And that is uh, of the Echo Transmissions mixtape he put out on his Bandcamp, which I think is really cool. It's a full singular track, like a mixtape, but there are definitely different tracks within it. There's Mm -hmm. some cool fading. There's some kind of more experimental stuff. I don't know if you could ever do experimental late night lo-fi, but it kind of does that in certain parts of it. It feels a lot like a sick and panic a bit to me actually, Mm -hmm. but for late night Mm lo-fi. So that's cool. And that's what's coming up. So yeah, we got those releases. Um, Some of our artists are working on new albums. Uh, I know like data girl, eventual infinity earth boy and other people are working on new releases and I think Earthboy is going to have a floppy coming out in Strudelsoft sometime this summer. Sweet. And Groovy Kaiju is remastering some of his old tracks via our good friend Ognos. Nice. Ognos is doing some mm-hmm. remasters on old Groovy Kaiju stuff, Sick. which we're eventually going to put out again on tape. And then they'll be available on the internet for people to use for DJing and stuff like that as well. Great. So yeah, that's a lot of the stuff we have coming up. And personally, I'm building a lot of electronics and guitar pedals and doing lots of projects like that. And I'll probably be selling some little drone boxes and pedals and other weird things because I am going to need to raise some money for myself being unemployed. So some of my (laughs) Pacific Plaza Circuit stuff will hopefully be going up and I'll make some sample packs of the weird instruments and circuit bent stuff I've built. Mm -hmm. So that's what I got going on. Sweet. Busy, busy, busy. Anyone else got things going on? Uh, one other thing I'm working on is a, I just started a new podcast that came out last Sunday uh, yeah. called Fresh Waves. Fresh dot Um Fresh dot waves. Um, it's gonna be. It's a new kind of a radio show. Just gonna be talking about and showcasing mostly new vaporwave music, like stuff that's been released probably within the last few months. Is what I'm kind of aiming for. So fresh. If fresh you make. Fresh stuff. Fresh so if you, if you have any um, new vaporwave music that you want to like, kind of put out there, submit it to me. I'm I'm like open to pretty much everything oh, right we now. We should have said that during our our when we talked about it before with Bogus Collective and Sunset Grid yeah. and everything. Uh, <laughs> it's all good. New new curation. People can hear the real story from Agnes mouth right yeah. here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's awesome. Yeah, so send me your music. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to. I've been getting a lot of submissions, and it's a. Uh, there's a lot of people making sick ass music out there and right now. Mm-hmm. Where do people go so, to do that? Uh, you can you can follow uh, the Fresh Waves Twitter, uh, Fresh underscore Waves at um, at Fresh underscore Waves, or you can send email uh, with your submissions and download links to Fresh dot Waves at Ognos dot com. Ognos dot com. That's yes. Sick. There is an Ognos.com. It's, the website's kind of shit, but don't, don't go to it. It's, it's terrible. I haven't updated it in like the over a year. I just like that you have your own website. Got to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, need, you need some co-hosts or get my own guest, guest I use it mostly in. just for the email. Yeah. I use it just for the email just to have that domain all for myself. Nice. Well, if you need any guests to come on the show and talk about some of those tracks, hit me up, dude. For sure, dude. Just don't record Absolutely. it at 10 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> you're on the west no, coast dude, let's do this at real west coast time yeah, yeah, yeah. let's do this we'll at like this 1 a.m like p.m yeah. <laughs> and it's on uh it's on apple music spotify like everything or it's on yes yeah, so it's gonna be it's uh we just got word and email that it's uh now on apple podcast but it's already on spotify google podcast stitcher um a few other uh podcasting hosts um anywhere you get also have an rss feed sweet yeah yeah just if you click the rss feed you can be able to save it and then when new episodes come out new episodes come out every other sunday that's how we're having it for them for the start 
And Pony, I think you may have had a hand in helping set that up, or yeah, coaching. He's coaching Agnos a little bit and helping get that just the RSS shit going, so. and all that. Yeah, that too. The back end. Yeah, <laughs> he's helping out. Pods yeah. our duties. The uh, the the launching of podcasts it seems to be my my forte of, over awesome. the past <laughs> few weeks. I've done it for. Uh, IRL stuff yeah. for, for work and everything as well. So Want to make sure you got nice. start you a consulting company and for that. Yeah. Do that. So do it. Podcast consulting. consulting yeah. Vaporwave podcast do it. consulting. Hire me. Now, now's the time, yo. Yeah. VPCC. <laughs> Man. All right. Uh Andy, you got anything? Uh I got my album with Desert Sand coming out uh July seventeenth, I think. <gasps> oh so, there's ooh, a date. Pretty stoked. Yeah, shit. there's a date now. Very yeah. pretty stoked. Um, and lots coming to the videos, Private Suite Videos YouTube page. So check that out too. Sounds good. Nice. Well, what's that last thing we got to do? Just got to remind everyone to <laughs> help control the data loss situation and don't forget to back up your hard drives and flash drives. Thank you. Okay. I'm so glad I could see your face while you said that. <laughs> <laughs> it's all because of you. I love it's it. It's all because of you <laughs> that we have to say that. It's perfect. Every single Every time. It's a great sign off. That was the it best is. one you had to it cover is. for him that one time, and you were you you yeah. were pony for a bit. You did, you did. So yeah. All right, guys. Well, that was a fun episode. Covered Thank a lot of so ground. Much. Alex, thanks for joining us. Always good to have you on. Mm-hmm. Sure, you'll be back uh, sometime Love soon. Love hanging well. with my boys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anytime. Love having you here. That'll be it for us. And uh, take it easy. All right. Bye. Adios. Sweet. Later. Podcast.